0: We are not David in the story of David and Goliath. Jesus is. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have Louis Giglio with us again, and this will be the second part of the first message of the series, Goliath Must Fall. Is your God and your life big enough to get rid of the giants that you face every day, or, you know, do you just kind of accept them as part of your everyday life and deal with them and not really stand up and face them and believe God? Because God, you know, He is bigger than anything we face and can and will get rid of these giants if we just believe. So I hope you enjoy the second part of this message. Here's Louie.
1: There are three interesting twists that come out of this story in First Samuel 17. Twists for me from growing up in church. And I think they help us understand how we can frame the approach we're going to take to five giants that we're going to start talking about next weekend. And as we look at each of the giants, we have to look through the frame of theology. And I know people are like, you know, it's always talking about theology. Well, theology isn't just brain matter. It's not just information, theology is us understanding who God is, what God does, how God does it, and why God does it. That's what theology is. It's the study of the understanding of God. And so before I'm gonna go out against a nine foot tall giant in my life, something that's been camped out in my world for a long, long time. You know, something that even as a believer, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, I love God. I believe in God. I believe in the gospel. I come to worship. I give into the house of God. I'm even serving in the house of God. I'm I'm doing everything I know to do. But there's this one thing in my life. And somehow I've just settled into the place of that thing is just going to be there. That thing is just going to stay God's big enough to do everything else, but God's not big enough to get that out of my reality. That's what God wants to rearrange for us through the framework of theology, which helps us understand what's going on in this story. And the big twist in this story, and some of you are probably ahead of me on this, the first twist, number one, is this. We are not David in the story of David and Goliath. That's twist number one. For a lot of people, that's going to be a new news. Because all of our lives, every message we heard, we were David, right? Everybody, anybody ever heard a message where you were David and you were encouraged to get your five smooth stones and to get your sling and to put your stone in there and to get your thing going and get your aim just right and take down the giant in your life, come on. And at the end of that talk, what happened? We got some courage up, right? We got some confidence up. We, we got a little extra willpower. We thought, okay, I'm gonna go out there and do this. And it's an amazing message, especially for a youth camp or a conference where you got a couple thousand teenagers out there. And you come on, David was a teenager. You're a teenager, you can do it. Come on, David took down the giant. You can take down the giant. You can do it. And everybody kind of gets a little bit fired up and a little excited. I can do this. I can do this. I can take down a giant with one shot. But then at the end of the day, we go right back to the toe fungus and it doesn't work in our lives. And the giant is still there. And here's why. Because we are not David in this story. That's a man-centered interpretation of the story of David and Goliath. You know who is David in this story? Jesus is David in the story of David and Goliath. Hello, we're not David, Jesus is David. And this is really good news for us because what we are in the story is David with Saul's armor on. That's what we are. We're trying to do something that's really impossible to do in our own strength in a human way. And human thinking is not bad thinking, but human thinking can't produce a supernatural result. And so we can't go, hey, we fight this way. Humans fight this way. We're going to put on an army armor and we're going to go out there and take down this giant. And, and God didn't want to do it that way. God didn't want to do it man's way. He wanted to do it God's way. He wanted to do it with a rock and a slingshot, not with a whole army fitted out with armor. And he didn't want David fitted out with armor. And he didn't want him to have a sword. He didn't want him to swing the sword and take the sword and kill him. He wanted to do it in a way that would show that it was the power of God. And so what did he do? He sent a little boy to the battlefield. Just like the father sent his son as a little boy into this world. The father, Jesse, sent David to supply his brothers, just like God sent Jesus into this world in Bethlehem where David was tending the sheep, thank you very much, the very same place Jesus was born in the same pastures of Bethlehem's field. Jesus, the son of God came to supply us with what we couldn't do on our own. And just like David came with the power of God, Jesus came with the power of God. And Jesus stepped in to fight our giants for us because Jesus is David in the story of David and Goliath. How many days did uh, the giant taunt the people of God? 40 days. And what does that number represent in scripture? It always represents a time of trial or distress and then the deliverance and salvation of God. So 4,440 in scripture, you always see trial and then you see deliverance. The Egyptians were in bondage for 40 years and then deliverance by the hand of God. By their disobedience, they wandered in the wilderness for forty years, and then, by God's power, they marched in on Jericho, and without raising a weapon, just a shout of praise, God supernaturally tore the walls of the city down. Forty always is the beginning point of God supernaturally doing what man cannot do. Jesus went into the wilderness to fast and pray before he inaugurated his earthly ministry. For how long? For forty days and forty nights. At the end of the forty days and forty what happened? He was challenged by the devil face to face, temptation in the wilderness in a weakened state. But the Holy Spirit came and gave him power. And with the word of God and the truth of God, he defeated the lies of the enemy. And then he came out of the wilderness after 40 days, walked right into the temple, opened the scroll of Isaiah, announced that the time of God had come, announced that this was the year of God's favor and began the process of delivering the people of God. 40 is bondage. 40 is trial. But at 40 is deliverance and salvation. And it's interesting to me that little David didn't come on day 28, 29, 32, or 56. He showed up on day 40. So we would know that Jesus now has entered the story and there has been trial and there has been tribulation, but now deliverance is about to come. Salvation is about to come. God is about to do what only God can do. And that's exactly what is happening in this text. It's pretty amazing to see. In verse 46, this is what it says. This is David speaking to the giant. He says, this day, the Lord will hand you over to me. Isn't that awesome? Can we just say that together? Can we read that together? This day, the Lord will hand you over to me. Now that's impressive to me because the, 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 the giant's breathing all these threats down. He, he's so put off by this little kid. He goes, what in the world? You, you what? Hello? We got all these men up on the hillside and you're, how old are you, like nine? What are you, 12? David said, yeah, this is what I am. And let me tell you something about me. God is about to deliver you into my hands. See, that's not the work of man. That's the work of God. That's the salvation and deliverance of God. And here's the story tonight. You are not gonna take your giant down by yourself and God isn't asking you to. He's not asking you to sling up and get your rocks. He's asking you to understand that Jesus has come into our story to face up to our giants and to take them down. Jesus is David. Hello, is that good news for anybody here? It's like, man, I've been slinging that thing my whole life and the giant's still in the living room, you know? So this is a good starting point for me, because if it was, hey, you just got to sling it faster, I was going to be a little bit nervous because I've tried to sling it really, really hard all my life, and it's not working. And it's not working because you're not David in the story, and you're not the deliverer.
0: Well, that was Louis Giglio, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Goliath Must Fall Part 1. In fact, you can listen to the entire series if you would like to, um, if you just search for Goliath Must Fall, Louis Giglio on YouTube. Um, You can find out more about Louis at his website, louisgiglio.com, and you can buy his latest book, also named Goliath Must Fall. If you will, I would really appreciate it if you take a minute to share this podcast with your friends, as well as rate and review it if it has blessed you in any way. Well, that is all I have for you today, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Morning Moxie. I will see you again tomorrow for fun Friday. Have a great day. God bless.